Um, hi, everyone. Kelly just asked me who wrote Little House on the Prairie. So. Is that commonly known? Yeah, it is. <laughs> that a children's book from like fucking 100 years ago? All right. Welcome to FOH. Uh, I'm Lillian Devane. <laughs> End of the episode. And that's it. That's all I have to say. (laughs) I'm Kelly Sullivan. And yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know who wrote Little House on the Prairie. Well, now you know. Um, It's Laura Ingalls Wilder, everybody. I did read those books when I was little, but I just don't remember. They didn't have a big impact on me. Well, you know, my mom forced them to have a big impact on me. So anyways, um, this is FOH. It's a service industry podcast. And we're going to get into it. <laughs> and we're here to frickin' chop it up with you guys. <laughs> Both feeling kind of cabin fevery on this winter day. It's really cold today. Yeah. And I feel like, for me, I've been doing, like, like, really good about, like, setting small goals for myself and going for runs and da-da-da-da. And then today I was like, too cold, not doing that. And it's, like, completely, one day has completely derailed me. No. And I'm just, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Just trying to be sort of supportive. No. Oh, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm screwed. No, you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh my god no i'm proud of you and us you know for all of our passport i applied to a job yeah i been sober i've been sober i've been being sober yeah um yeah that's great pretty much it yeah that's good um i've been good about my diet and i've been getting acupuncture like every 20 minutes (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) Just freaking needles out. Just getting poked to death. Mm, Um, Absolutely. I'm very sore. I got cupped. Yeah. So I'm just like, I told Kelly that my shoulders were were so tight that my acupuncturist is like, "Uh, these needles just keep bending. Okay, I'm going to have to figure something out because she couldn't get the needle into my shoulder. Yeah, when do you have to go back? I don't know. A couple days, probably. But, yeah, so I've got some work to do. Yeah. <laughs> On those shoulders. I was like, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's 30 years of fucking hunching like a little freak. Yeah. That'll do it. That'll do, yeah. Anyways, um, cool. Oh, yeah. Give so me, we're both doing good. So we're both doing In amazing. we're both doing good. <laughs> um, uh, do you have any service stories? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> I mean, by, we don't have to. It's our podcast. You can say scrap it. Um, no, just kidding. We'll talk about maple candy or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Lori Ingalls yeah. Wilder would want us to talk about. Um, maple candy, head cheese. These are the things that stick with me. Pa could span Ma's waist with his hand. Oh, I know. think about that every day. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, <laughs> so last night I was serving. It's obviously a three-day weekend this weekend. And so Sunday night, normally a sleepy little night, but... Because it's a three-day weekend, some people came in, and this one table of five, one guy also owns a restaurant, was eating in a restaurant while owning a restaurant, if you can imagine wow. such a scenario. <laughs> and like they brought all their own wine, and we're Which, just. Can I just say that that is just tacky? I don't care what, uh, how you know how 
prestigious. I just think it's, I think it's I lame. I think it's tacky too. It's also like they were bringing like very, um, like entry level natural wines, like Partita de Cru and uh-huh. like Cruise, whatever. Uh-huh. You know the one I'm talking uh-huh. about. Uh-huh. And like shit like that, which I was like, we have that. <laughs> like, this is not like very esoteric, like fucking crazy ass. That's the thing. If you're like, this place has amazing food, but like, you know, they don't really have a selection. And, you know, I feel comfortable bringing like something that I really think would go well with the food, but like you're going to a natural, like a very like established it's natural, natural wine. wine. I also think like, I think it's very fun to bring like really cool, interesting wines to like, like a BYO Indian sure. place oh, and yeah. like bring really fun wine. Like I think that's totally like, an unconventional pairing. You can do a lot with it, but it's like, yeah, like we have, I don't know, whatever. Um, but this man was doing, which I think is like such a classic, like, like late thirties man behavior, which is like, objectively just yelling um, (laughs) about his like past as a degenerate Mm. as if that is like both impressive and like a means of flirting. Mm -hmm. Cause there were like two women that he obviously like didn't know at the table. And he was like, yeah, I, uh, I used to do heroin. I actually overdosed. And I was like, okay, that's like not cool at all. And he's like, "Ah, I mean, I was crazy back then. I would smoke DMT and do acid for no reason. And I was okay. like, okay. Yeah. I was like, anytime you are smoking DMT, I would say it is for no reason. <laughs> it's like kind of, I do it to get closer <laughs> to my dad, you know, and everybody kind of has their own path. I was path. like, this is not the sixties. We don't consider there to be a reason to do acid anymore. Oh, um, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Mothman diaries over here. Um, <laughs> And then he's talking about how he hates his accountant. And he was like, last email I sent her, I had to say, fuck you. And I was like, you know, she works. You can just fire her. You don't have to, you don't have to degrade her. Just say, this is not working. Also, that's like not interesting (laughs) at all. Fuck off. (laughs) And like, it was like, he was talking about how he, he, at one point he was like, what did he say? It was like, so funny. He was like, I love this more than I hate my own love for drugs, which is a lot. And okay, I was like, that's... You're, like, really spinning a yarn here. And I was like, I don't know what kind of woman is, like, interested in that. But I was like... Because I was like, anyone who had experience with, like, hard drugs would not be, like, interested in that, like, glamorizing of it. Yeah. So I was like, they're not on that level. So, like, you're talking to these women who are, like, I guess just, like, naive about, like... I don't know. It was just like so bizarre, but the women were like tittering away, like the two women. And I was like, I don't know if they're uncomfortable, if they're just like actually impressed. It was like actually so upsetting. And I like got off work and was like sitting at the bar and then was like, I'm going to go home. Like I cannot listen to this man. You know, that's the kind of guy who he has, let's say maybe eight nights of like intense partying and then pins himself as some kind of fucking, you know, What's his name? What's that? Inherent vice fucking bullshit or some kind of, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Fear and loathing this guy is after, you know, blacking out a couple times. I know. I was like, this sucks. Shut up. So weird. That's like, God, that's so fucking lame. You know, what's really cool is being like a secret fucked up degenerate Mm. and you look okay and normal on the outside and then it kind of slowly comes out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or you never tell anyone. Leo McGarry. Yeah. So it all comes back to the West Wing, folks. 
So be fucking strong and silent if yeah. you want to be like a fucking male, like fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't be hysterical about your drug use. Also, I was like, you. Yeah, either like this was never actually a problem or you're still in active addiction. Exactly. You're, like talking about it in this like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like war stories right. of glory bullshit. It's like so uninteresting. It's so deeply uninteresting. And that like style of like throwing that out as if it's interesting as a substitute for an actual personality mm. is like, it's okay when you're in college to just have totally. like. I got so drunk. Yeah. Like, I did that. Sure, whatever. Yeah. I sometimes still do. I know, but you have a personality. Sometimes you just have to phone it in. <laughs> yeah. I phone it in when I have five drinks and everyone's like, Lillian's so loud. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> oh, my God. No, phoning it in is, no, when you're, <laughs> phoning it in is when you recount the, the time that you had five I mean, drinks. I think it's both. I think it's phoning, I think phoning it in is getting too drunk and that just makes you interesting and then also talking that about it. That is a sense of phoning it in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I don't have to, like, engage in, like, academia, you know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, it's like, what do you think about the New York Times endorsing both Warren and Klobuchar? Just immediately start screaming about. I will slap someone, of course, <laughs> as I am wont to do. Some water. <laughs> Anyways, um, anyway. that's hideous. I know it was so annoying. What did he look like? Um, he was like kind of slight. Oh. Um, glasses. Not what I was picturing. Was he tall? No, 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 small. Uh huh. There we go. There it is, folks. He's a small, small, small. <laughs> a small. <laughs> That's mental illness, love, or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Literally madness. <laughs> <laughs> Literally madness. <laughs> oh my god. Um, that's hilarious. Um, I didn't really have anything um at all this week except i will real quick before i have a story of like me going out which is like a flip on the service story you know um i will say that i've been trying to do lessons at like lineups to be like picking something (laughs) off life lessons it's sort of like small little no um like just picking something off the back bar and talking about it education as you might say which means me googling it like an hour before i'm being like uh okay whatever um and I try to make them funny and then they just fall flat every time. And I don't know if that just speaks more to me or like more to the audience. I don't know. We can talk about it later. What you think my problem might be. I'm not connecting. (laughs) I'm not connecting with them, Kelly. And it's like the only time in my life where this is not working for me. And I don't know what the fuck my problem is. Like this bar held gin made from honey. (laughs) You want to be a little honey trap behind the bar. Whatever. (laughs) Everyone's like, I'm like, is it too many puns? I don't know. <laughs> They're not liking it. I'm choking at these fucking education things. <laughs> like flipping through her notebook. Furiously. Literally, I literally was like, man, I gotta have a, some other kind of note that's hilarious. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> oh my god, you start like you do the thing that comedians do where they like start picking on one member of the audience. <laughs> like this fucking guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's your date? <laughs> Start doing that. Like, no, I'm a fucking back server. <laughs> like, Lillian, you know me. <laughs> My name's Alfonso. 
Hi, this guy's from the Midwest. Like, Literally, no. Anyways. Um. UMass, good school. Good school. Well, I can go to Tufts, huh? I can tell you that much. I'm doing like the Northeastern college circuit. Like, wait, my notes are mixed up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyways, um, so that's embarrassing. And then um, I just, a, a quick little scene is that I, I met my friend Kofi for, um, for coffee, which is not something I normally like to do. I'm not like a let's grab coffee person. Sure. Kind of breaks up my day in a weird way. Do you know what I mean? You are going to have to poop afterwards. It's, I got to go out at 2 p.m. and then I go home and then maybe I go back out again. It's just yeah. like a lot, you know. Um, but I said sure because my friend Kofi is one of my oldest and dearest friends and I love him very much. And we met in Greenpoint and we didn't really have a place in mind. And we we're like walking and I was like, I think I've been in this coffee shop. It sucks, but like whatever, we can go in. And um, this lady at a bus stop was like, oh, you guys should go down to that luncheonette. And uh, I was like, I love this interaction and I will take your advice just because you're just, this is so like 1963. I, you know, yeah. it's like some kind of like, oh, you want a good sandwich? Go to the, you know, yeah. the five and dime. Mm-hmm. Is that what they're called? Also, Kofi is, like, very tall and, like, gorgeous and gregarious, and everyone just, like, loves him, and, like, ev- he talks to everybody, everyone talks to him, so it's always an adventure. But anyway, we went to this diner that I'd never been on. You know that one on the corner of Manhattan, and, like, it's, like, that double-decker corner? Oh, yeah, I know it. Um, I just had never been in there, and I walked past it all the time. It's just a very generic diner, but we went in, and it was, like, we were, like, on stage in a play <laughs> in a way that I was, like... If I'd been a little bit high, I would have been, like, out of my mind. But just, like, people, everyone in every booth talking to us, like, almost touching our food. Our, she's like, what kind of pies you guys got? I was like, apple, please step away from me. She's like, oh, I like both of those pies. And I was like, mm-hmm, ma'am, you don't work here. Please sit back down, like, standing at our table. Our server you know, full hairnet situation was just like, I was like, what are your desserts? She's like, ah, you know, the only ones I can really recommend are the chocolate. They made the rice pudding today. So, and then she's like, can I get a box of turkey? <laughs> to like, it's just like every, it was like things I'd never, like two dinner salads. I'm like, what's a dinner salad? What's a box of turkey? It just was, everyone was interacting with everyone, telling us their life story. I was like, this is like, and I was like, this is where I want to go to coffee. I yeah. don't want to go to some stupid ass coffee shop and get an oat milk latte. I love just like, I, I didn't eat my pie. It was disgusting. Of course. I had four cups of coffee. I felt great. I love that for It you. was the real people, you know, the real people in New York City. You know? It was great. That's I was like, I know we've talked about how much we love diners, but I was like, it's, yeah. a, it's you get a whole fucking entertainment. It's a whole scene, mm-hmm. no matter which one you go to, you know? Anyways, it was fun. Rec- do recommend. Do recommend. Four stars for a name. I don't even remember the name of it, but for <laughs> find that lady at the bus stop to point you in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are going to want to hang out by the B60 bus stop. <laughs> this lady is going to point you to a great restaurant. <laughs> Luncheonette. I love that. Anyways, that's my service story from the other side. Oh, man. Anyways, they seemed like they were all having such a great time. Sure. You know? Great. Anyways. Um, 
So, our subject this week. We're talking, this is an article from The Outline. From like January 9th, everyone tweeted about it and then promptly forgot about it, which is the way of the internet. Um, I don't think it's a great piece, but it has some interesting points that relate to... Service. Service. It is called Working in the Restaurant Industry Will Haunt Your Dreams by Gavin Jenkins. Sorry, Gavin, for saying it's not that great, but it is not. It's just full of personal stories with no real There's conclusions not... and, like, evidence. Right. It's all. It's one of those things that, like, it's not an essay. Right. Because they do interview, like, doctors, but then it's not, like, a scientific paper either. Like, it was just muddled and strange. Yeah. They're like... Like a dream itself. Oh, my God. It's genius. I take it back. It's Gavin! a gen- <laughs> You did it again, Gavin. You got me. You got me. <laughs> it doesn't follow a narrative structure because a dream doesn't follow a narrative structure. <laughs> God damn it, Gavin. Um, it's mostly focusing on the prevalence of uh, what they... I won't say this again, but I'll say it because they said it in the piece. Weight mares... I know they were like it's it. This is a common, and I was like, nobody. No, says I've that. never heard that in my life. No, that's doesn't make sense, and it's bad. Weight mare. It's a nightmare because it happens at night. It's not a nightmare <laughs> because that's what it's about. It's not about you. Don't have nightmares about night. Sometimes you do. <laughs> not inherently. You try this at the bar. <laughs> White mares. <laughs> oh, go to sleep. I'm dreaming about night. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm back, baby. <laughs> Everyone begins to cheer. <laughs> oh my god! Cuts me doing that set on late night. Yeah. That's the perfect full life oh arc for me. And then you kill the late night host like the Joker. Yeah. Perfect. Sorry, Spoiler Jimmy alert. Fallon. It would be Jimmy Fallon. I would have to. He deserves it the oh most. Oh my God. You know, anyone who's like, oh, I got a writing job. I'm like, mm-mm. Sorry, babe. Not for that guy. Mm-mm. You didn't. Mm-mm. You just got a propaganda job. Think about it, man. Think about it. Um... That is really funny just to, you know, remember like um, Kremlinologists when like the USSR was like truly like obscure to the West mm-hmm. and they would have people like studying like the the photos to see like little ticks and trying to lip read the oh, speeches sure. and stuff. Imagine like that equivalent <laughs> in the USSR, but reading like Jimmy Fallon's lips. <laughs> And they're like, okay, he's rubbing the man's hair. Okay. Uh, okay. Sorry, he's having the celebrities do impressions of other celebrities? We don't understand. Singing like Bob Dylan? (laughs) Immediately nuked. Yeah. Mm, I wish. Anyway. Anyways. So, wait, Maris. So, wait. I get the... Do you... I get dreams about work and specifically I haven't been a host in a long time but um specifically dreams about hosting uh-huh. pretty frequently uh-huh. yeah yeah I get I mean yes I have stress dreams um about work a lot normally when I'm like if work is particularly stressful or I'm starting a new job that's when it For really sure. happens 
But they'll pop in and there. I haven't had like one that's like, I used to have ones where it was like, and then you look around the corner and you have a whole section you didn't even know you that's had. That's what usually mine involve that either I'm serving or I'm hosting and there's either a new room or someone has changed all the table numbers mm-hmm. and it hasn't been explained <clears throat> to me. And I'm just like trying to like get get ahead of it. Like I'm like yeah. realize I'm behind, try to get ahead. Da, 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 da. I've only had one bartending nightmare. I mostly have serving nightmares, yeah. which is weird because I've been a bartender for so much longer than I've been a server. Yeah. But maybe it's just <clears throat> that initial learning of serving is like so stressful. Yeah, I wonder too, because I was only a host for a short amount of time and I wasn't very good at it. Maybe it's also like, like you don't have stress dreams about bartending because you're a very good bartender and I don't really have stress dreams where I'm a server because mm. I'm like a very good server. But yeah. like maybe it's like, it's our weaknesses. Yeah, that's true. That could be it. I mean, I think I was a pretty good server to BH, but... I was not a good host. <laughs> I have nothing. That's a whole different job. That's like not even the service industry. <laughs> it's the rain man. That's what you are. If you're good at hosting. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't mean that. No disrespect. Oh uh, no, absolutely not. I mean, it's my a different skill. It's a, it's a, a whole, different skill. It's set. a whole different skill. Set. I my style of hosting is very much just like pack people in and then kind of like see what happens and I, I always get in trouble at work because I'm like I, I looked at the books and I, and I sat a six stop now walk in and they're like that is going to mess up the entire night and I'm like I don't know it's a social experiment go with it <laughs> they're like we're going to increase the heat in the restaurant too kind of see what happens see what happens we're going to lock the front door I don't know see how long it start, people start fighting someone has an electric shock pad okay and then they're told that the other person you know I'm going to order them to, you know, electrocute. And then the other person's going to... And we'll see gonna... how far they'll go. They're going to scream. They're going to scream loud. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I did this quote I really liked. This is just like... I just thought this was so apt, and I've never seen it put this way. Okay. Um, not related to dreams, but... Like athletes who are in the zone, servers are working at their very best and in an automatic way. Nielsen said, it's tough but rewarding, and that can make one feel uber competent. It can also be addictive. Mm. Which I was like, I love the idea of it being this, like, athleticism of, like, you just are going so quickly and so by rote. Yep. Because I think that that when you are, like, serving and bartending, too, like, where it's just, like, you're like, yes, yes, and that's, like, the zone. Yep. The zone's great. Love the zone. Zone's the best. Um, if you can get there, you know, Kelly. Just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, this this piece was interesting because it it was kind of loosely and without really any evidence was just like also just casually threw in that like nightmares are a big part of PTSD <laughs> and then kind of just like left it. And I was like, okay, but so are you saying that Is like serving a, the trauma? <laughs> I know. And then it was like. We're not saying that it's the that it that's the case, but mental it's, health is really bad in the service <laughs> industry. I'm like, okay. I know that's what the note it ended on, which I was like, wait, what? And it was also, I think, what like what it is an interesting point to me is that you can you keep having service dreams 
for people who have left the service right. industry, that it's not necessarily tied to... Because they're like, everyone has dreams and nightmares about their job, but yeah. this particular job people have years after they've left And it. then also so many of the doctors they talk to, they're like, we don't study dreams because we don't care. <laughs> like, so many of the doctors were like, we can't explain that because no one studied it because we don't care. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. They're like, might as well be a woman's body, okay? Mm -hmm. That's how much we care about it. Um, but I think you made this point when we were talking about doing this episode that there is like very much a trend. I think especially people who have, who've kind of dipped their toe in the service industry and worked for as a server for like six months or whatever, like where they're like, <laughs> these people are, they're dehumanized. They have to grovel on their hands and knees every day. And if you don't give them 20%, they will kill themselves. <laughs> These poor, mentally ill, <laughs> sweating degenerates who will piss their pants every single day because they can't go to the bathroom are the most honorable people in the United States of America. And it's like, me? I always give 25% because they deserve it because their bosses whip them at night. I was like, it's not that bad. I'm also like, I make more money than you. <laughs> I'm actually like, all those people are like, and I'm a freelance writer and I sometimes get paid and I would never go back to the worst job I've I ever had. I'm, I'm like, like, relax. I literally, it's so condescending. And so it's just so we go in and out, obviously of the, the level of enjoyment that we're feeling for our jobs. But like, I literally like love serving. I work 20 hours a week and can make a thousand dollars a week. Right. I was talking to a friend of a friend who works in an office and she was like asking me about my work schedule. And she was like, so sorry, you work 40 hours a week. I was like, I would kill myself <laughs> if I worked 40 hours a week. Yeah. No, I work an average of my health insurance. I have to work 25 hours a week. So I think I work like 25.7 hours a week. Yeah. And I make between 800 and a thousand dollars a week. Yeah. Like I'm not, that is not degrading. No. Like there are moments for sure, but if you're like out here and you're like these, it's like no, it's like so easy, it's so fun. I don't know what this trend is. I see it so often, I and know. people. Just, I think people also want to be like. I mean, like I'm beyond that, and like I'm above that. But when I did like lower myself to do that work, it was like so noble and hard and fucked up. And I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. You can't have it both ways. I think it's it's from this like. Um, liberal impulse to to of i like this is something like i i associate with the quakers very intensely it's like this like condescension to poor people of like um not actually wanting to help them mm -hmm. but wanting to like point to their suffering you know what i mean like it's like that you're like these people who have to work so sad i know mm -hmm. and then you're like oh no like i don't feel that way about right. my work right yeah well, it's again, it's like taking out the it's it's not it's it's making the work seem worthless when you yeah. say that, you know, yeah, like and we both that's what part of this podcast is. It's like it's not fucking worthless. It's not worthless. And it's like not shitty and it's not dehumanizing. and all any job can be like that. 
Like any job can be fucking dehumanizing. You probably have the worst boss ever if you're working in a fucking office. Oh my god. They don't do jack shit. I'm sorry, working under fluorescent lights? No. Everyone looks ugly. I have warm glow light. They specifically make the lighting good in the restaurant. Yeah, I want it dark as hell. Okay. Your shit is dehumanizing. You're fucking so ugly. You got see a every fucking pore on your flat face. Flat ass. Ugh. I know. The disgusting bodies. Chipotle lunches. Every day. You're living like a goddamn animal. You're dehydrated as all hell. Oh, Jesus. Got that hump on the back of your fucking... Oh, yeah, those those devil horns on the yeah. back of your neck. Yep. Anywho. Sad, really. Sad. <clears throat> um, no, all work is bad, and we're obviously <laughs> trying to get to a place where none of us have to work, but you don't get to uh, a place of respecting work by having this perverse relationship to manual labor, which is like the people who do it are suffering at all times. It's just, it's so bizarre. And I, and I, yeah, it's, um, it just seems like everyone's just like, Oh, I remember those terrible days. You know, it's It's really really weird. weird. It's also like the work that I think that is actually dehumanizing is like, like then, you know, three tweets later, someone's like, just got this from Prime. It's the best clothing steamer mm-hmm. I've ever had. It's mm-hmm. like, you know what work is dehumanizing? The people in the fulfillment centers of at course. Amazon. Of and course. they're never going to get, like, this is not something where they're like, and sometimes, you know what? Right. <laughs> I actually have a lot of fun. No, sometimes I get crushed under a crane <laughs> and nobody reports it. And my body's just lying <laughs> on the floor of the fucking warehouse. And then my family doesn't get any money because Amazon hides it. Right. So the big cover up. I get fired because my mom died and I missed one hour of work. I got fired because my elbow stopped working because I have to put a jar on a shelf like 5,000 times an hour. I pissed in a bottle because <laughs> if I don't send everyone their like super bad DVDs <laughs> at like in 90 minutes, like <laughs> they'll kill me. Um, and it's like, that is degrading. Like the actual work that is degrading and like, there are works yes, that are bad and degrading and you will never be able to rise above without just being adequately compensated for it. And the people who are trying to unionize those workplaces are literally like, if not just fired, like literally being killed. Yeah. And, and like, that's not being talked about, but somehow like, <laughs> Working at, like, egg on Bedford is, like, the worst <laughs> thing you can imagine. <laughs> so weird. So weird. Anyways, stop it, everybody. It's just chill. Yeah. It's and like... uh, stress dreams... <laughs> you might have PTSD. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in conclusion... Actually, it might be the worst work. And I you mean... might have PTSD. I don't know. I mean, you know, what's my, my dream about a giant moth coming at me? And I woke up <laughs> screaming. What's that about, everybody? Please tell me somebody. I don't <laughs> no, know. Please I, reach it out. seems very heavy. I had it on the first of the I had it on January first. That is so scary. I a know. portent. I know. A portent. So I had a couple, you know, had a couple people tell me what they thought, but Who told you? Well, I talked to obviously Lauren and uh Aaron. Okay, those are good people to talk yeah, to. Yeah, those are the people I went right to. Yeah, that's smart. Anyways. That's smart. Anyways, it was very troubling. But that's the scariest dream I've ever had, probably. <laughs> No, yeah. not even close. Not even close. You have a lot of nightmares, right? I have nightmares all the time. Yeah. See, yeah. we both. I'm, I'm, I always have nightmares that I'm being like pursued or like I'm somehow locked in a house with a threatening person. 
It's about my parents' marriage. No sure, big. Sure, 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 sure. Don't need to unpack that at the moment. No, you're fine. Um, <clears throat> but what will get you are those like waiting table nightmares. Those are ones you got to watch out for, Kelly. Those are the real harmful the ones. One, the one thing I will be like, I'm like, can I, why am I not clocked in for this? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Why I'm dreaming about work. Oh, you know, run food to table 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, did, I already did it, you know? One of my one of my most stressful um, I've had the most stressful job I had in Boston making cocktails at a rate that's like pretty much inhuman. Um, but I had a dream I, when I first started bartending that I was making a Pim's cup and it kept coming up blue. Wow! And I was like, "Fuck! Why is this blue?" <laughs> and I had to keep remaking it, and I kept fucking it up. That is really crazy, actually. Yeah, and I was like so stressed out. That's one of those, it was one of those jobs where the tickets would keep coming and every single one was a cocktail with like six pickups and they were all classic and like very like perfect and it was nuts. It was, that's, that was a really hard job. I, um, I worked at Roberta's when they got, um, like when they first got on Seamless and it was like completely insane. Like it would just be like, like you could, it was like you would get orders faster than you could put them in just like, and it was completely insane because people were like, wow, cool. Roberta's on seamless, blah, blah, blah. And it was when seamless was like the height of those seamless ads that were like, do you hate other humans? Us too. And like, yeah, it was crazy. And I remember one time there was like a specific like noise that they made. If you didn't put the order in after like 30 seconds or whatever, it was like, Oh God. And I remember one time, like as I'm falling asleep, hearing that noise and opening my phone and opened the seamless app (gasps) and then was like, that's not happening. Like it was like, so that is probably the worst stress. That's so stressful. Like carry over into sleep. It wasn't a dream, but it was like, you know, when you're like falling asleep and you're like, (gasps) uh huh. Yep. God. So perverse. I know. But that is the scariest. I, I used to often now I'm just like, I think because I care less, I wouldn't even care if this was true. But I used to often when I was like falling asleep, be like, oh, did I remember to put in their dessert or did I uh-huh. forget a round of drinks oh, or like yeah. whatever? And now I'm like, bing. <laughs> I'm that meme where it's like Squidward asleep in bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one table still like sitting at the restaurant. Like, like where did wait our a waitress second. go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, everything's going to be fine, everybody. You know? And I don't know. We're all traumatized in our own way. doesn't matter if you work at a restaurant. Maybe people don't have as many stress dreams about office jobs because there isn't, like, again, the narrative structure. It's like there is very much a structure to service yeah i mean is maybe more adaptable i think it's also the um the time and urgency aspect to it Mm, because like they were saying that obviously like (laughs) it again feels so silly to be in the same category but like first responders emt people yeah like they're fucking like that's i mean times a billion but like the adrenaline the rush the like the timing the all that stuff procedure and like you know all that shit so that makes sense to me that it would be you know, that way. Yeah. Anyways, um, sweet dreams, everybody. Sweet dreams. <laughs> um, please review, rate, subscribe, tell a friend, tell a producer. We're just waiting on that fat cash here at FOH. Call the cops. Call the fucking <laughs> cops. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs>
Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>